Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What do you reckon is the most romantic food? Oh. Or like dining setting? Well... Anytime you eat out, really, but um, Italian. See, the, the, well, then you've got the garlic factor. You've got to think about the garlic. It depends what you want to do afterwards, right? Uh, yeah. So you can either go with an aphrodisiac food that is probably not the best food, but might make you really randy afterwards, or you can go with like the we're going to have a really romantic date, but probably don't go too heavy on the cards because we're probably if we're taking have sex if it's, afterwards if we're and taking, you'll be bloated. Yeah, if we're taking sex out of it. Okay, we're okay? taking sex out so of it. So it's romance. It's uh, I think what's tapas. The, tapas because you can share them. I think it's I think it's nice to kind of have a little yeah. oh taste this oh have a bit of this one oh try this one oh that's yum oh I don't like that like it's just kind of you can mm. lots of lots of opportunities for touchy handsy lots of opportunities for here take a mouthful off my fork of the thing that we right, just ordered yeah. to share because it's 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 when you order separate mains there's a very table divide and people will judge you if you go and eat part of their meal but share plates not the case yeah it's hard to super romantic it's really hard to feed someone spaghetti or yeah <laughs> here have some nope you got a bit of sauce on it. Nope, slurp it up. Okay, mm, that was attractive. Yeah, Italian food has always sort of been held up as the sort of example. I think it's because films. of the tables. It's because they've got the candlelight and yeah. the tablecloths and the and the you know the lady of the lady and the tramp fallacy. That shit would never work with humans <laughs> that aren't animated. Yes. Like. It just, you can't no one in the history of ever has tried to do that sexily in a restaurant you might try it at home and then laugh yourself stupid <laughs> but a more fun activity might be uh, list the foods that aren't romantic yes haggis Lord, gone ugh, <laughs> porridge <any> gone <laughs> blue cheese Mm-mm. you got oh, the stink factor all oh, right the smell no yeah. it's the it's the it's the there's foods that you can't eat like the royal family aren't allowed to eat garlic did you know that they're not allowed to eat garlic because people can smell it on, on their the breaths breath. and, and coming out of their pores. And as an actor, you're told not to eat garlic mm. for an hour before a show because the stage lights bring out the smell in your sweat. Wow. So food that you, sh- that you share and can That's feed each other. That's the thing, like yeah. food that you share. Like, and I'm not talking any of this like... Raisins. You know, the type of <laughs> Nepalese cuisine that you eat with your hands because who might not have washed their hands is a big concern for me. Mm. But yeah, just like the share platters, any kind of tapas. This is Ghost of Boyfriend's Past. Hello. We are the podcast where we get guests on and we talk about dating past, present and future. Yeah. I am Liz Best. I'm Tom Harris. It's time for a rummage through someone else's trauma. Hooray. <laughs> we can put out, this is the time when we can put our own trauma to the side yes. and bring it up only when it's relevant to the six, trauma of six somebody days else. A week, six days a week is enough of my own trauma. <laughs> so time for someone else's. Um, and we have a guest. We do. We have a very special guest today. We have a guest who has asked to be uh, addressed as uh, your royal highness. 
Uh, she is a music theatre personality in Brisbane, music director extraordinaire. We have Kim. Hello, Ooh. everybody. Yay. Oh, round of applause. Thank you very much. As it should be, Bao. Thank you. And you yes. don't eat garlic um, because well, you're Well, I royal. was listening to you say that. I was like, but what if you really like garlic? Well, that's I fine. I would but probably the get to the point where if I could smell it on you, I would lick it off you because mm, I love me some garlic. But when garlic comes out your pores, it tastes, it smells stanky as yeah, opposed to when it goes in. Mm. There's like some kind of disgusting process that happens when it sweats out that makes it stink like feet. I think anything to do with sweat probably is not yeah. so Great, but <laughs> don't lick sweat off people during a performance, Kim. Oh, damn it. No, no. <laughs> we warned you about that. I know. So Kim has come to share a uh, very. Uh, I quite enjoyed reading your form. <laughs> I have to say, uh, I did do the vetting process, but I didn't read it too hard because I laughed throughout the process and just went, you know what? I'm going to not read the rest of this form and just let Kim just right. Let okay. talk so us. So you don't know the- how it ends. I I got that part. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> I don't. E- I don't even know how Tom it begins. Tom knows literally so. nothing. Brilliant. So t- set, set set a scene for us. Well. Uh, Oh, before oh, some rules. we got to do the Come on. He's a buzzkill, isn't he? Oh, well. hey, okay, it, it, look. Come on, girls. This is not on. <laughs> come on, class. Do not mansplain this podcast <laughs> to me. All right. So we do have rules because, of course, when you're talking about people that actually exist, you've got to be careful not to shit talk them too much. Okay. Too much is oh, the word a, here. So a little bit is okay. Gentle oh, yeah. ribbing, Go, Tom likes yeah. to call it. Um, no real names. So we yep. need to come up with our what's, – what's the fake name that we've discussed about today? Uh, I'm going with – Sven. Sven. <laughs> she is talking about Sven. Talking and about my friend Sven. And no threats because uh, that can get awkward and have <laughs> <Yes>. legal issues. <laughs> no. No. But other than that. And if anybody else knows who Sven is, don't be a buzzkill and ruin the party. And yeah, you little Columbo. Just, just, just get out. That's all. Get it's not out. what we're here about, Start, No, this is about sharing trauma, learning through trauma, and sometimes sharing nice stories if there are nice parts to it. That's fine too because it's all part of the, the cathartic love process. Mm. But set the scene for us, Kim. Where, where are we and when we, are we? We are back in about 2007. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm be able to work out what year I was born because I was 27 mm-hmm. in 2007. Mm-hmm. And I um, was in a lovely little share house in Cooperoo. And I, at the age of 27, had never had a boyfriend. Right. And that was... Some days that was okay, some days it was not okay Mm. Um, and the internet was a thing and I think I was starting to get onto Facebook and things like that and I I was a bit of a slow taker-upper on those kinds of Mm, things. Uh, I think I still had a Motorola that was, you know, analogue at the time. So, you know, or Nokia maybe. Uh, One of the ones that you can like run over with a truck and it's still fine. Need a whole handbag just for the phone. Yeah. <laughs> so I I was exploring and had been speaking with girlfriends about this online dating phenomenon. Mm. And it was also a little bit new, a little bit taboo, a little bit sleazy. And, you know, um, people were very wary about it. I love that it's come full circle again, though, is that, you know, when it first happened, it was like, ooh, as if you'd find someone online, that's a whatever. Mm. And then it was all the rage and now it's like, oh, but there's crazies out there so just be careful when you do online dating. So, it's, you know, it's a nice circle. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I actually could not tell you what sort of exact platform I was on. I cannot tell you, but it was online. Mm-hmm. And and I, I was chatting with people and I found this gentleman who we now call Sven. Sven. Yes. I hate him already. <laughs> A lot of Svens in Cooperoo in, in Brisbane. <laughs> well, this is the thing. He wasn't in Cooperoo. He wasn't oh. even in Brisbane. Oh. He wasn't even in Queensland. Oh. He was in Perth. Wow. Uh, Perth is the most isolated city like in the literally world. Literally opposite side of the country yep. uh, to Brisbane. And so I think because of that, I felt a lot freer to mm. flirt um, and to just go through that process and get used to what this sort of online thing is, ask questions, you know, sort of send some pictures. Uh, <laughs> have We ended up – we did have phone calls. Um, sure. And this was probably maybe a month or two of – of online uh, chat and he seemed super. Uh, he um, he was ex-military. He was uh, working for, I'm going to say, a bank. I feel like I'm just very old and forgetting everything now. Yeah. Um, we don't want to be specific about his workplace <laughs> anyway, so that's fine. Yeah. That's I'm going to say it was a bank. Um, and we were, we were pretty much about the same age. And uh, anyway, we got to talking about, you know, life and he was starting to go, where can we go with this? And I was like, dude, we're on other sides of the country. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and he so said, well, I've been thinking about a sea change. Um, you know, I'm sort of sick of my job and I've, I've kind of got this um, this girlfriend that's – she's an ex and but she just sort of doesn't want to let go. And, and I've lo- you know, I think his mother had passed away and he didn't have a great relationship with his father. And so as far as he was concerned, he didn't really have anything tying him to Perth. And so he was thinking about whether he was to go somewhere else. And at this point he said, at least Brisbane has something I'm interested in. And I was like, oh, stop mm. it. Uh, so I was like, okay. That must have been pretty exciting it at was, the time. It was terrifying and exciting. Yeah. And, of course, my all my housemates, we would just sit around with my, my phone and be like, oh, my God, he said this. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was amazing. What do I do now? What do I say? And, um, I, like, I never said, sure, come on over. Did but I was it like, ever occur to you to go, let's meet before you decide to move? Well, we had been having phone calls. So That's we'd had not meeting No, I know. Him. It's a bit hard to meet. <laughs> yes. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> it was one of those things that I, I was sort of like, okay, maybe you should come for a visit. Yes. And next thing I know, he's booked a ticket and he's quit his job and Holy he has um, packed up. And I was like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, what have I done? What have I done? Um, and so for about a week prior to him arriving, um, I just was a wreck. I didn't sleep. I didn't know what I was doing. Sure. And he was like, I can, I can stay with you, right? And I was like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. And so I just didn't – I felt like we had gone through enough, uh, you know, online to be able – I was like, well – I feel like I'm, I'm pretty good, you know. This is still let, – let's remind everybody that we're still in uh, first relationship territory. Yes. And oh, we're going yes. from not having met someone to having someone live with you as a first relationship. Yeah. But I was, an, I was a big grown-up then, Liz. So I was such an adult. I, I had seen all my friends go through all the crap, so I feel like I wasn't my first boyfriend by proxy. Right. You yeah. know. The hive lived, mind relationships. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, oh, I know what I'm doing, even though I hadn't actually done it. You know, it was it was all a bit, you know, whatever. Anyway, so yeah. Next thing I know, I'm at the airport, <laughs> picking him up. <laughs> oh boy. Um, and he 
He looked like he did in the photo. So okay, good so start. Step first. Yeah. <laughs> step one. I recognised him from his photograph, and um, and we picked him up. Did he recognise you? Yes. Okay, good. He came straight Just up to me. Just making sure you weren't. He did. He he sort of. We talked about way earlier, sort of like, oh, could you imagine like a big romantic movie meeting where you just get off the plane and oh, drop no. your bags and, and all this sort of thing. And, um, that, but that was well before it was even like, what if we were to meet? Well before he was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come yes. over on the plane. Anyway, he did it. So we're in the airport, oh. Brisbane domestic airport. And all of a sudden everything goes slow motion. No, it went very fast motion and I did not know what was going on. I was like, oh, God, okay. Uh, so he, without even saying a word, he had kissed me at this point in the airport. And I was like, oh, lovely to meet you. Yeah, put out my hand and went, hello. Good day. <laughs> my name's Kim. <laughs> nice and to meet your just, tongue in my face. Yes. Yeah, it all it all just kind of happened, and I was like, okay, I'm just I'm going to go with it because I think um, I think part of me had always not that I'd been a saboteur. I've 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 always felt like no one likes me, no one's ever asked me out. It was all that sort of thing, and sure, so yep. I. But then years later, you know, people that I went to high school with were like, oh god, you were you were really intimidating and strong personality, and I was too scared to ask you out. And I'm like. Damn it! Um, yeah. So I was, I was kind of a little bit like Kim. Just go with it, you know. You, if you keep sort of putting walls up, it's gonna, you're just gonna be a spinster forever. Anyway, so can I just hold for two seconds? <laughs> there seems to be a theme with a lot of our stories where our guests just go. I'll just go with it when weird shit <laughs> yeah, happens. Yeah. I would like to advocate maybe just, not just going with it in the future. Have a little bit of a think before you go, okay, I'll just let me just keep going with this massive avalanche that's about to overtake my life. I'll just yeah. go with it. Yeah. Continue. So then we went back to Cooperoo and um, he was in my house. Yes. Um, I, it, I don't know really what happened after that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I mean, not to go into the finer points of detail, but he he's he stayed with us uh, for about two weeks, and then I roped my family into it because my youngest brother was moving out with a friend, and they had a three or four bedroom house, and were looking for an extra housemate down at Manly. And I went, I've got this guy over here, Sven. You are supplying yeah. Sven to your family because straight away. I felt weird him being in my space can and I was I like you go a, and have your own space can I ask a really intrusive question sure. that you don't have to answer so when you get back to your house mm. do you bang it out straight away we said we weren't going to but Kim Brown went yes yes <laughs> <laughs> so may I inquire what's the status of your relationship with Sven um, when he, he comes to your house are you a, oh, are have you, you been defined as boyfriend? Yeah, are you oh, dating? At that point? What are you? Or the is it details just, are fuzzy. Yeah, is it just, <laughs> oh, oh, you're here now. I feel like it, it went from zero to 100 by him being in physical form. <laughs> so yes. And I don't in think, your home on a permanent basis. And, and the thing was, is it, I had approval from my housemates. So it wasn't like I just said to him. I, like we, oh. had, we had hashed this out and they were like... Did they like him? They're like, we have your back um, if something goes wrong, but give it a go. So, I've, you know, they're enablers and it's terrible. Um, so he was lovely. 
And it was great. He, he, you ship you ship him off to your folks. So I ship him off to my brother. <laughs> oh, and brother, with, sorry. Yes, yes. With um, so he at least had his own space and and so forth. Um, I, I will I will throw into the mix here is that I was raised in a quite a strong Christian family, and so sex is bad, yes. especially mm. if you're not married and you do not live with someone until you're married. No, so no, no, it was no, no, a little no. bit of oh, mum, he's just on the couch. It's okay. Um, and then he was yeah. Anyway, so then he sort of he basically turned up in Brisbane. He had no job. He had he had some money in his wallet, and so he went job hunting. And mm. so he got a job um, at a uh, tire company, mm-hmm. and I was working in the same suburb, and so that was great. But then it got to the point where he would be doing physical labor all day, and I was sitting in an office bored out of my skull. And so when it was after hours, I was like, right, let's go do date stuff. Yes. And he was like. Yep. Mm. He just sort of wanted to. You went straight to old married couples. We did status. really quickly. Mm. Um, you never take me out anymore. <laughs> it's, been, it's been two weeks. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, that was probably about two to three months at that point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it just sort of like yeah, but it, like like you said, for me it was zero boyfriends to married essentially. <laughs> <laughs> married for fifteen to twenty years. years. Married. Yes, and I had a cat, so therefore there was a child in the relationship already, and I, you know it was it was yes full on. Um, anyway, it got to the point where he was trying to adv- he was uh, trying to advance his career and look into other things. He was just doing this tire job to pay the bills. Well, it's fine. I have no problem with that. Um, and one day he comes to me and he said, oh, I've actually been contacted by a company in Sydney um, that want to recruit me and I need to go down for an interview for like three days or something. I was like, an interview for three days? Sure, sounds fine. Um, and so uh-huh. it wasn't really... Tom's a- laughing at my I'm face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not looking at your face. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's nervous laughter. Yeah, go on, sure. Um, yeah, so that's great. Three and, um, uh, and, and it wasn't a request. It was, I'm going to Sydney like tomorrow. I'm like, okay, <laughs> bye. Yes. And so he did and then he came back and, it, yeah, it was, it was fizzling. I was like, this is not going anywhere. He's just turned into a, a lump of meat on the couch and that's not fun and, Mm-mm. yeah. Um, so then a couple of days later he said, oh, I've actually been offered a job they were gonna. They were looking for people in Brisbane, but they want me in Sydney. So I've got to make this decision: whether I go to Sydney to pursue my career or stay here in Brisbane with you. Oh, and I was drama. a little bit like, okay, mm. go. I was, I was a little <laughs> done, but also still clinging to that. If he goes, then I've got no one. You know, moment. Yeah. Um. And so he decided that he was going to go and he packed up and about a week later he was gone and we had a teary farewell and we decided to um i'm, I'm trying to actually think if we did officially break up did you I, ever officially so we, become yeah. boyfriend <laughs> yeah, and girlfriend i'm not sure on no, that no no i to, to be honest i'm not sure either um i feel like i would have i feel like it's what they call a situationship yeah, where it's not quite like it. Like you, you're together because of the circumstances in your life. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like I wasn't keen on trying to maintain anything long term. So I was like, mm. look, let's just shake hands like we did when we met. Yes. Oh no, you put your tongue in my mouth, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and that's you know we'll call it a day. That happened. I got drunk. I cried. 
got over it. Yeah, the good, the, the normal stuff. The, the yeah. normals. Yeah. And and then, of course, the girls got drunk with me and they were like, oh, I never liked him anyway. I'm like, oh, Jesus, now you fucking tell me. <laughs> Are you sure they didn't tell you while you were together and you just went la, 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 he's Possibly, nice. yeah. possibly. I mean, I've, I've done that. I've been the person telling the person that this is not a good person and they're like, but I love him. I'm like, what ifs? We had mm. my best friend on an earlier episode and she was just like, yeah, you said to me afterwards, why didn't you tell me? And I nearly lost my shit because I told you almost <laughs> every day before years so true um and so but the twist of the story is coming up tom get excited here i can't get excited don't get invested it's terrible um so of course on facebook and we had become friends on facebook and and you know he wasn't a regular poster anyway like he didn't post a lot i would post things and tag him in stuff mm. and i was trawling through a photo and i I don't know if I'd posted it or I'd reposted it or something like that. But then suddenly this girl posted on my photo and she said, don't you love it when another girl calls your man babe? And I went, what? Mm. And so I clicked on her profile and saw that she was located in Sydney and <laughs> our producer's shoulders are just giggle- he's just giggling and you can just yes. see his shoulders moving up and down yeah. his profile. Why are you so happy? <laughs> Don't be happy. He's <laughs> nervous and terrified. He's not happy. He can just feel what's coming and yeah. he's getting ready for it in a humorous All manner. Right, come yeah. on, come on. And basically I was like, who the hell are you? And so I actually messaged her. Oh. And I was like, excuse me, who the hell are you? What are you talking about? Because this was a photo from a while back when we worked together. Yeah. And anyway, she and I nearly became besties on Messenger. We messaged back and forth. And it turns out that he basically, like a sailor, had a girl in every port. Of course and he did. He, there we go. He's he, an ex-military. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, like once it all dawned on me, I was like, it's like he's conning women to move town and you know just I don't I could not see the purpose of this con yeah what's the I see it very clearly he wants to be able to have a soft place to land everywhere he goes Well, he's not coming back to Brisbane, I can tell you that. Yeah, much. because I'll fucking kill him, Sven. You watch out. Oh, wait, I just broke the rule of threats. Oh, God. Oh, Fire me. Here Put me in go. the stocks. Oh, there's the police at the door. Uh, I'll get it. Um, uh, Evening officers. It's a dumb rule anyway, Tom. You know, it, I mean, apart from about two weeks where he slept on my couch, um, you know, it wasn't like I was paying his rent or didn't buy him a car. He or just wants that I wasn't emotional. Yeah. It, it's, the, it's the when you go, like, okay, so my... my my ex-boyfriend, we got back together because we both lost our jobs and he got one in Sydney and he's like, I can't imagine going without you. Oh. It's because he wanted some comfort and something familiar and something that he it's knew a, yeah, in a scary new place. Safety mm. blanket in, in, yeah. the new, in a scary pa- world. You're, you're a parachute, Kim. Uh-huh. Well, see, I don't even feel like we had that much of an emotional connection for that to even work. But you're something that isn't complete solitary aloneness. Sure. Also, yeah. you're wonderful, and as if he Love wouldn't it. have wanted you, to hang out with you. Uh, so you've Stop it. you found this lady uh, in Sydney. Mm. Do you know that there was the, that he had, or do you just assume that he had them in Perth and all around the world? Well, so the thing was is that he he I said how how do you know him? And she basically said the exact same story that had been our process. So they met online. Wow. So while he was here in Brisbane with me, he was still online. 
oh, trolling right. other women. I'd been thinking of a sea change and maybe and Sydney's the I've place this, I want to yeah, go. Why not? I've got something to go to in Sydney. There huh? was a crazy ex-girlfriend in Brisbane who actually wasn't even an ex at that point. And there had been a crazy ex-girlfriend in Perth. Can I tell you a second twist that I forgot about halfway please, through the story? Please. This sure. really, yeah. um, it was massive red flags and we still managed to move through it. Yay, Kim, well done. Um, so probably about three or four weeks to him being in Brisbane, I was at my job and the phone rang and I was the receptionist. So I answered the phone. That was my job. Yes. It was the Western Australian Police. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Our producer's just got a look on his face. It's like, um, Kim. <laughs> yep. And they were looking for a missing person named Sven. Right. Who had been reported by his father oh, so he because he had abandoned his job. He didn't even quit. He just didn't show up and jumped on a plane and disappeared. And they went through his emails at his job, which is how we were communicating during the day and had sure. seen emails from me. And obviously yeah. I'd used my work email, bad move. And it had the business tag on the bottom. So they rang looking for me. Thank God you were the receptionist. Yeah, I <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Dang. Um, and they basically, yeah, they just wanted, his father wanted to know if he was alive. I and like, were you like, yeah, he's alive and we're together and it's hearts and flowers. Yeah. And <laughs> I was like, Yes, my boyfriend. Um, uh, They were like, we just need, can you get him to get in contact with his father? And uh, so that that was actually about four days of me screaming at him. And as one of my my housemates afterwards said, he worked really hard to re-earn trust. Otherwise he would have been out on the street. And I still don't, I couldn't even tell you how he did it. He was that. I'm using inverted good. quotes. That good. Um, Sociopaths yeah. have their ways. They yeah. have their ways of regaining trust in a way that you go, you give them brownie points somehow for earning back trust that never should have been fucked off in the first place. Oh, you just nailed it, Liz. Yeah, it's because I've I, lived I it. I cross-stitch that, I think. I freaking lived <laughs> it. It was amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. so with Sven, he goes to Sydney and you learn all this, these things. Mm. Do you keep tabs on him going forward? Or? I tried, but he deleted his Facebook account. Ah, or he did was. he start a second well, one with I a different name? I have to admit, name. every mm. couple of years I do randomly search his name and just see if he's just popped up Maybe again. you should search Hans instead of yeah, Sven. Maybe. He's I changed know. it. I know. I was like, there could be multiple possibilities. <laughs> um, but And the, the girl in Sydney allegedly said that she had kicked him out because of this discovery that she was mortified that this was happening. And but maybe blah, blah, he blah. just worked so hard I, to earn her trust and back. I do feel like that happened. Yeah. And I stopped caring at that point. I, I, I'm, I'm not a person with humongous out there feelings. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> uh, so I was like, great, yeah, moving on. And that that's my story. Wow. That wow. is intense. It is wild. Like, how long did he? How long did he live in Perth for? Sorry, I've got all these like <laughs> backstory <laughs> questions. Like, I have yeah. questions. Did he? Yeah. See, so according to the information I have, which always has to be taken with a grain of salt, now sure. is that he was born in Perth. So because his family was there, um, the fact that his dad was there says he'd probably yeah, been there for so, a while, yeah. and maybe you were the the kickoff for his. Yeah you know, countrywide tour. Of <laughs> <ladies>. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Maybe yeah. it was a world tour in the end. Could be. Jesus. So what do you what does what does one learn from from that? 
I don't know. Well, I have to say, obviously, Liz the, will tell you. In, um, the, in the twelve <laughs> or thirteen years since, I have again gone back to zero boyfriends. So I have in in nearly forty years, I've had one boyfriend, and that was my story. And it's just, it's like, yep, great. You've never wanted to just ship another one over. Without <laughs> just Only if I can custom autumn, <laughs> custom order. Yeah. Yeah. A bit better. I hear Russia is good for that. <laughs> for women, I don't know about for men. Yeah. Uh, maybe. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I and I have to admit, I I have been on and off um, online dating sites in the past. I even at one, actually, I think it was a year or so later, I took my two or three thousand dollar tax return and took it to Ideal Introductions, which was the biggest waste of money I've ever had in my life. I've heard this about that company from. Many people. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard of it. Ideal. Basically, it's it's a company that um, that says that they'll take in all of the information about you, right. fill out all these profile stuff. It's, yeah, it's like the online sites, but with people. Yeah. And they claim, and they say it's all scientific mm. mapping and all that. Right. And they Experts, do they do have blah, blah. a bit more of a process where. Um, you know, photos are shown and you get to um, – you can say no and they, they – you feed back to your consultant rather than directly to the person you go on a date with wow. okay. and stuff like that. The problem but the people they matched me with when – like some of them were specifically against my profile. Because they have such a limited pool of yeah. people at those places. Like and I, I was at the point – at that at that point, you know, I was working, I was an independent person, I had a car for crying out loud and all these people I were meeting, these men had no jobs, were on couches and I was like, I just want something a bit more stable. I was at that point emotionally where I wanted to be getting married and settle mm. down and we buy a house and do all those things. Uh, not necessarily children because I hate kids, that's why I'm a teacher. Um, but the mm-hmm. – um, and so I had – the intention was is that if I'm going to spend two and a half grand on this process, then he will have spent at least two and a half grand also on this process mm. and that we're both in a similar sort of st- place yeah. and state of mind. Sure. But, but it still didn't – quite work out so um and then yeah so on and off with various online um dates which i never i never then i could never get through five or six messages with someone online like they would just stop messaging this is the and i can't I've said this a lot about online dating at the moment is that there's so much of it that there's this horrible illusion of choice that even when somebody – and I've written a whole article about it that I'll post at some point this week on our socials, but it's that whole thing of even if you you hit the dating jackpot, it's like you're a gambling addict by then. So you mm. keep going until you, because you might hit a bigger jackpot. And, and there's there's so many fish that you have to get through that you've got to get through all of them until you're in debt and being hauled away by a debt collection agency. Like, it's mm. it's it's the and also it's the addictive action of of the swiping and the and the being addicted to the phones as well. Like it's this whole thing where we constantly are looking for the bigger, better deal, mm, even if we FOMO. find something that's good. Yeah. Yep. Is it uh, are single people in? the year 2020 are they on tinder and hinge yes. and yes. humble and bumble and majiggers <laughs> and yep. get all together and, yeah. you know yeah. so they so you were on we're all on all of them i'm not because i made a choice uh about 12 months ago that being on those apps uh was damaging my mental health more than the opportunity for me to find to someone, someone was enriching sure, my life yeah. Mm. Um, because I actually found a lot of those interactions to be incredibly damaging in terms of people matching with me just to tell me that a dress 
that I was wearing was ugly or um, meeting somebody that would be like, this is so great. I've never met anyone that's had such a connection and they're just never replying to me or going Mm -hmm. on dates, texting the whole time. Like it just, to me, when I would work up the energy to actually go on a date with one of these people after the interactions hadn't seemed horribly red flaggy, I would go, Oh, I've got a date. And and if you start off with, oh, I've got a date, yeah, I, like, I feel like online dating will not work for me. And I don't know if you feel mm. similarly, Kim, but I just feel like if I haven't met the person in real life enough to have a, a, a to know that the chemistry is there, um, I can't form a connection with somebody without feeling their presence. That sounds really hippy-dippy and, and wanky, mm. but connecting with someone over the internet um, using purely text, even as a writer, does not work yeah, for no. me. And I, I personally am a extremely sarcastic joke Same. person and it doesn't always translate no, it does when you're not. in text. And then I feel like when I read back stuff that I have sent, I sound like a different person. Uh, so it just sort of feels like I'm like, oh, I sound like a nice person, which is not what I feel like I am so I I don't think you can be your authentic self without having the visual and oral feedback that you have of meeting someone in real life I'm kind of at the point now where I go I want to rely upon my friends yes so if you know someone who you know you work with or you're a cousin of someone and you know me as a human Mm. and you think that would work I would take your advice like if Liz said, Kim, I've got a dude for you, I'd be like, yep, I'll go on that date. Without I don't even, even have a dude for me. I know, I'm just saying. <laughs> but yes, if I did have – this is I did an experiment a few years ago where I said, okay, friends, set me up with the mm. people that you think that I would match with. And some of my best friends set me up with people that were so wrong for me that I was so angry at the process. Started questioning all your I friendships. I was just like, do you even know who the fuck I am? And then I got told I was ungrateful for not liking them. So it just really – Oh, dear. <laughs> That's a whole other kettle so Kim, of fish. What have you learned through this particular experience? Um, I think it, in a way, I feel like it was a necessary journey. I wish it wasn't as convoluted as all that, but I feel like it helped me move from something naive to something a bit wiser. And I feel like there's that everyone ends up in one of those relationships. For some people, it happens at 14, mm. you know, mm. and like, he lied to me and he you kissed just, her at the dance. You just had baptism of fire. I just did it much later at a really intense level. Um, but I definitely feel like I came out on the other side, like just wiser. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I think I'm glad that it was a five month relationship and not a five year relationship Shit, that yeah. I had invested in uh, yeah, emotionally and financially. So I think in a way I'm almost grateful that it happened, which sounds terrible because Sven's not worth that. But um, yeah. But, I, you, but you are. So if it yes. enriched you, yeah. then makes sense. Tom, what'd you learn? Is it? Do <laughs> I need still processing yeah, the story. Do I need to learn? Is it neat? Do I need to learn? Like, don't. You need to learn whatever you think you can get out of this process, Tom. Yeah. It's your journey <laughs> through Kim's journey. I don't know, because it's like okay. I'm trying to picture someone flying from Perth who I've never met, and to meet them, like I'm trying to and sticking yeah. their tongue straight in your face. What would I have done first? What would I have done before they got on the plane? You can't meet, but you can't meet them. We well, can. You can say, please don't pack up your life until we've met. Yeah, so that's probably... Not that you did the wrong no, thing. No, I just... And I, th- I guess I thought I'd said that and then all of a sudden it just happened. So but it's yes. probably something like something <laughs> more admin-y like that 
for a lesson. Just I don't know. Yeah. Do you do the and do I, the groundwork? I did, I did feel safe knowing that people knew what was going on. It wasn't just me being secretive yes, and this and dude turns up. And I felt I think I felt confident to at least try and see what was going to happen because I had housemates that were going to call the police if I didn't come home that night. And I think that's a hundred percent. If anybody is doing any kind of online dating or meeting anybody, I always make sure at least two or three friends mm. know where I am. Know who's um, what's going on. Who is you know try and get as much information, not just a random email or phone address or whatever. Um, and sadly, that's important these days. But yep. what I have learned, and it's a lesson that I learned a long time ago, but I continue to learn on a <laughs> weekly basis, is the internet is the worst thing to have ever happened to dating the end. It's a pretty yeah. good shout. Yeah, I'll get, I'll get behind I that. just, I think it's not just that, um, you know, it, it's a whole bunch of strangers connecting up and blah, blah, blah. It's, th- it's that it's created this mindset in people that there are more fish in the sea that the, than there actually are. And so they're not investing enough in real life interactions and falling back on mm. these digital connections that are probably unhealthy for them so mm, that's agree. something that yep. I, I don't know if you feel the same right in if you feel differently tell me why um but thank you kim for for sharing your story with us my it's pleasure it's been illuminating <laughs> and if you would like to date kim you can send your resume through to me and i'll vet it uh at ghostsofboyfriendspass at gmail.com thanks liz and if i think that you're good enough for my girl then we can set something up. Um, if you do want to share your story, you can send through uh, stories at ghostsofboyfriendspass at gmail.com that we can read out for you if they're a bit too salacious and you don't want to put your name to it. Um, you can also message us on Facebook, on Instagram. You can tweet at us. If you have a story that you would like to be a guest on the podcast, you can go to thatsnotcanon.com forward slash ghostsofboyfriendspast. As always, if you get even the slightest bit of enjoyment from this podcast, we would really appreciate a review, even if you just hit five stars and just put one word that's basically we found out recently that one or two or three reviews in one week can put you in a best of list so Mm. literally when we say every review counts we mean it so much so so much so stop stop bothering me with the compliments and yeah, the, don't and the tell reviews. me what you think of the podcast. Put it on the internet. Like, leave me out of it. I'll yeah. see it eventually. I'll get there. Trust me. The, I religiously check these every day. Yeah, we'll get but there. But we, we'd be so appreciative because this this podcast is something that both Tom and I really love doing, and I find it in, enriches my life. And I hope that it does the same thing to other people because I just um, I think it's important to talk about the stories that people go through to make people feel like they're not alone in this batshit crazy dating world, and that and that sometimes shit can go pear shaped and. That that's fine because we'll be your soft landing net, I guess. Maybe. That's right. We're here to we're here to catch you. We're here to catch you, laugh with you, maybe at you for a little part of oh, the yeah, story, yeah. but yeah. mostly with you. So yeah. I have been Liz Best. I'm Tom Harris. Thank you all so much. Um, have a lovely week, everybody. I suppose, and we'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs> The world is a mess. War, famine, politics. Why can't everyone just get along? Yeah, like in musicals. Musicals fix everything. If people listened and learned from musicals, everything would be better. Music, lights and spontaneous choreography. What isn't there to love? If you want to learn all of life's important 
important lessons. Or just listen to some musical theatre nerds wax lyrical. Subscribe to Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know, wherever you find fun and funny podcasts. Or at our website at thatsnotcanonproductions.com. A That's Not Canon Productions podcast. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There are known knowns, known unknowns, and unknown unknowns. But there are also unknown knowns. The Ancient and Esoteric Order of the Jackalope is a secret society devoted to unearthing and sharing this forgotten knowledge. Each episode, we take one of these strange stories and share it with you. No topic is off-limits, except for the obvious. Available wherever fine podcasts are sold.